Welcome, horrible people, to the Horrible Opinions Podcast. As always, I'm your... You totally don't know me, but maybe you do know me, but also Kenny loves Chachi. <laughs> I don't know what any of that meant. <laughs> You'll get it later I, when I remind okay. you. Okay, I am a light pole, Daniel. Mm. I'm the queen and you're the sorry people, Ryan. That's right, if you haven't guessed it yet, heads up fuckers, we're watching Hereditary. Let's go get that bread. That's a separate thing, I wasn't the reference I have a nut movie. allergy. Yeah, the D's nuts. I did think, I was wondering who was gonna make a D's nuts reference first. I'm glad it was you. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna, going to. I wasn't, I wasn't gonna, going to. But then he dropped nuts. I also wasn't going to talk about butts and the other thing. But then he said there won't be any butts, and I had to change that. Yeah, that was my bad also. I'm a horrible person. Okay, look, guys. Talk to me. Give me, give me, give me a synopsis. Okay, Daniel, you do the first sentence. <laughs> We're really going to follow through with this this time. This isn't gonna be like last time. Not last time. Where last time where I said we were gonna do <laughs> it, and then I just took over the whole well, thing. You right, but that wasn't my fault. Like you a just dead did it. meddling G ma. Okay, I'm not gonna do you it. You just this time. did it. We're not. We're not here to point fingers. Uh, first, we're can not I here do to be the uh, blame. first sentence? I feel like the first sentence is the hardest. Oh. It's like starting it off. This is what if happens just when do nobody the, uh, takes responsibility for anything. Um, I'm not be. I, I'm not blaming. I'm the blamed. Just read the IMDb uh, one, and you just get that the first sentence. That is not how we do this. Okay, here we go, well, Daniel. It's you ready? It's one sentence. Yeah. How about following, a word? One word at a time. Following the death of Grandma. Uh, strange things start. Ha- or do they start happening following the death? Following the death of Grandma. No, I said uh, that. Another. Right. I'm just. I'm uh, following the death of Grandma. Another accident happens. Another fam- family accident happens. Kenny, I think I, I think payment was transferred into Daniel's brain when he was young, <laughs> and this is the result we got. It, Only it's either payment, Mesopotamian payment, so it's actually a woman, and that's why it's freaking out. It doesn't want to be a Daniel. It doesn't want to be a woman or a man. I don't know. It just wants but to this be. This also could be payment. Be this one. I just want to be man. Horrible listeners. We swear we did not let Chat GPT write their opening. Lion share there. I Daniel didn't just wanna, had a malfunction. I didn't want to do this. So apparently we <laughs> open our uh, synopsis with two sentences saying after grandma died. I said another family accident happens. But you said after grandma. He said after well, grandma I was, died. That was to phrase my next. Died. That was to structure my next thing. But his sentence was supposed to structure your thing. You have. I wasn't. Re- I wasn't repeating okay. it like that. Was guys, I was repeating I'm, it to myself. I've given you guys one you more chance. Bitch. I've given you one more chance before okay. you end after up in one of my. Died. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! I, I'm gonna. Okay, okay. I'm gonna. I'll repeat the sentence. You are. Since you it are bothers so you so much, I'll repeat it to myself in my right head. Oh. oh. I'll spay you. Spay you. Spay me. Yeah. This is going great. Look. What are we doing? What if I? What if I told you guys that originally in conception, this movie was just a family drama. No spookums was happening. Hundred percent. I believe you. Yeah. That's that's what they say. I'm like, yeah, no, it's, it could be that. Okay, synopsis for this movie. Following the death of a grandma. We get it, grandma died. It's the fifth time you've told the audience. You don't understand how important that actually is. 
Following the death of Grandma, you don't understand. The family tr- uh, tries to deal when another uh, family tragedy occurs, which instead of bringing together, just highlights how isolated from each other they are. And then we have spookums happening, and it turns in from a family melodrama to a paranormal activity, Rosemary's Baby, the Omen situation. Mm, didn't like my second sentence but fucking used my second sentence look criticized second sentence uses second sentence here's the thing here's the thing about family deaths boys there's gonna there's about to be one (laughs) 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 when they start happening that quickly you realize it's not gonna pull you together because it doesn't need to because soon there's only gonna be one of you the strongest the strongest you've you've entered a survivor family because at that point you realize death is on that family if i'm if I had to come to that second wake like um, like so quickly after the first, I'm like, nah, there's going to be another death in this family. I wouldn't have gone. Well, because I only got the one casserole. They're going to remember it from three months ago. So if I do it again, like, shit, man, how many of my casseroles do you want? I know they're good, but come on, man. I can't be making the same casserole. Now I got to find another casserole recipe or I look like an asshole. I never got a sick tree house. I've been in a few. They seem dangerous. I'm oh, here we go. How many Magnus Archive fears are in this movie? I don't remember all the Magnus fears. Okay, I'll give you some. Well, you sure you do? It's it's been over a year since I listened to Magnus. Okay, I'll I'll start with my list, and if you think I need to add anything, you let me know. We got uh, fear of death, which is the end. Okay. Fear of abandonment, which Charlie has after Grandma dies, because she says, who's going to take care of me now? So we got the lonely. Me, silly. We got... Uh, the desolation, kind of, which is Peter's guilt that his actions have destroyed one person's life and kind of the family's dynamic even more. We have the stranger that we don't actually know those people around us. We have the web that we are actually being controlled. Our actions are not our own. We have the spiral, which is a fear of mental illness. We have the eye which is a fear that we're being watched that something's hidden around us. And uh, there is one more, like the fear of, what's the fear when you have like bugs on you? Oh. The corruption. The, fe- the corruption. Okay. Yeah, uh, I remember the fears now. That's what the characters had to deal with in that last season. That's I mean, it's what through. the whole thing is about. Yeah, but like they had to go through like their literal manifestations of those fears what about the fear of not being properly appreciated for your work tony collette should have won awards for this movie tony collette is a treasure and i will she put her image is... above my bed maybe not from this uh, yeah, movie you will. maybe from krampus or she scares me less no no it'll, it'll be like the ending scene when she's sawing her own head off and she has those like judging judgy eyes just staring yeah, at you you thought she uh you thought she knocked the piano over for no reason so look we get a nice little family we get Mom, dad, two children. Apparently, at some point, they pick up a dog because the dog shows up at some point well, later. They've had the dog. I'm just saying, the dog is never really addressed. It, it, it's established. What do you mean? You see, first see the dog when they come home from the first funeral. Yeah, but like nobody cares about the dog. And then, well, like, the dog's not getting haunted, so it's fine. Dog. And they never are. I think, do we eventually see the dog dead outside? So I thought that. That pile of hair were just a bunch of severed heads, and so I freeze framed it, and I think that is ooh cute dead dog alert at the very cute end when Peter gets alert. up 
and it's that lingering shot of the woods and that kind of fur. I think that's when we see uh, Dead Dog. Now, for me, Peter usually gets up in the morning. <laughs> Sorry, this is a dark movie. I had to really, you know, it lingers. I didn't sleep well last night. I didn't have anything to do with the movie. I don't think. Maybe it did. Someone kept grabbing my fucking head from behind the bed. And let me tell you something. If you're going to do that, like, you know, massage my scalp or something. Like, don't just be, like, yanking on my neck. Because now my neck kind of hurts. That's why I got to move my bed against the wall. My bed is against the wall. Yeah, so is mine. So why? Uh, so was his. Peter Peter is a problematic person for me because he sleeps with his bedroom door open and his bed is right in front of the door so you can see I all the way down the hallway. I don't think he sleeps with the bedroom door open. Every time we go to his bedroom, the door is That's wide open. That's because somebody's opening it. The, the pie man? The pie man. <laughs> Mr. Pie Man himself. Mr. Pie Man himself doesn't want closed doors. <laughs> Look, okay. Early on in this movie, we got, we got you know, standard business dad. We got good dad. We got standard dead grandma. Dead grandma. We got moody teenager with a guitar. We got mysterious preteen daughter, and we got intense arty mom. Now grandma's dead. Mom's trying to comfort uh, mysterious preteen daughter. Well, she might have been at teen. She said she was thirteen later. I think they go to the same school. Yeah, which makes me think that uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe he's senior. She's. Uh... It could be a senior, freshman, senior, well, 13. Senior, freshman, you're right. Freshman's the word I was looking for. Still 13, though. That's kind of young for a freshman. Well, who says she's 13? The mom did. Mom's a lot. Mom doesn't know how old her kids are. I don't know. Maybe. She might not have. She's advanced. No, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, she might not have. Grandma would know the age. (laughs) Grandma would know. She talked about Millie is mysterious daughter. I'm sorry. That's the actress who played her. Uh, Charlie is mysterious daughter. Millie Shapiro played her uh, wonderfully. When you were a baby, you didn't cry, and I don't trust a baby that doesn't cry, because that means they're plotting. I don't trust a grandma that forces the mom to not breastfeed the baby, and instead breastfeeds the baby herself. I don't trust a grandma who leaves notes and books that talks about we'll be getting rewards for all our sacrifices. This being my third watch, you know, not close together, I was really looking for more of the clues of what was happening because I knew what was going to happen. And it's great. This movie sprinkled all throughout, like little hints and clues. Uh, so grandma, yeah, grandma's like, yeah, I, don't worry, we'll, we'll be rewarded. <laughs> and she sees us though, and then she looks up when we get our first like creepums which is a spooky floating grandma in the corner, all creepy. And they do these like corner creepy shots on whether it's on the floor or the ceiling throughout the movie. So fucking well. The and what's it good. called when you're afraid of corners? Well, it's called the hereditary effect. Yeah. Oh, I, I was going to say it means you're Blair witching. Blair witching? Yeah. People, uh, these, these bitches Blair witching. But they're not looking at the corner. Can we talk about... They're just sitting yeah. in the corner. Can we t- let's talk about now, the model house at the opening scene. The creepy dioramas. So, okay. Beetlejuice. Are you ready? Because I, I got... I got... It's okay. I got... You can't see it. And, but I got my tinfoil hat on. In spirit. Put it on. In spirit. It's in spirit. Because... Should put it on. There, there's the house. There's, there's physical house in this movie. And then there's the tree house outside, which is separate from the house. Okay. That is, the treehouse is Payman's consciousness, okay? The house represents some form of order and a little bit more grounded reality. But the spiritualness is outside, and that's where Charlie prefers to be. 
because she's not actually part of this family, part of this reality. She is separated from it, and that's why she prefers to be out in the happy, happy little treehouse. The diorama of the house that Annie has made, the first scene of it as we're pushing into Peter's bedroom, the attic. We cannot see into the attic, and we cannot see into Charlie's room because these spaces are like the workings of our mind. They are closed off to us. We can't see what they are. And it's later in the movie when we enter those spaces that we see just how screwed up everything is. But it was all hidden from us before, like the inner workings of our mind, a la uh, mental illness, a la family trauma, PTSD, all those good stuff. I'll give you most of that. The only part that I would minorly... uh, disagree with is I would argue that Annie is just as much, if not more so, isolated from the family than Charlie. I don't. So Ricky Martin's Jeez. song, "She Bangs, She Bangs," just came into my head. I don't know why. <laughs> well, she knows how to get your attention. She moves. Okay? She moves. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, uh, when she wants her attention, she gets it. Yeah. Look, I found the little dioramas where she had like copies of her family like standing around or whatever more creepy than anything else in the movie now look i don't know if you notice this guys but in mom and dad's bedroom dad has a digital clock on his side and mom has just a fancy old regular clock i didn't ever get the significance of that i did not notice that but i'll tell you the significance is dad is more grounded in the modern world and mom is living more in the past you want to say no, I just put that up there because I thought someone would read too much into it. I think it's just they each like their own clocks. Bullshit. For their own alarms. Not, not, I, I wrote, not in this movie. Not in this movie, I my friend. Down, I put down, this means something. <laughs> not in this movie. You know why? Because, okay, here's pop question. Well, you know, it, it, it does mean something because she, like, she just needs a little push towards the supernatural. He has to be dragged. Oh, that's because... And even uh, then, you have to set his hair on fire to get him to see anything. And even then, yeah. Uh, I'm sure Daniel's seen the last thing I uh, I posted, because um, we are going no. to bounce around this a little bit. Just momentarily, um, I've seen some fun trivia on this. The production designer wanted to play with the idea of sacred geometry. So early on, we go into Dead Grandma's room and we see a big triangle on the floor. I hate triangles. I love I triangles. Hate triangles. So that's the first... Hint that you need to keep your eye out for certain things. We'll start to see markers and whatnot on the walls and whatnot. Ooh, do, um, who, who knows what the triangle's for? So according to the thing here with the sacred geometry, okay. this, the triangle represents Annie, Peter, and Charlie. Now, there's a square around uh, Steve's character at some point. I don't remember if I've seen the square or not. So the square uh, stands for home or groundedness. And then we have the circle for Ellen. You want to know what the triangle stands for? I can tell you right now. And the circle is, I guess, supposed to be representative of infinite or Genesis for, for Ellen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I guess they're, if you look on the second floor hallway, the squares and triangles carved all up in that bitch too. Okay, Daniel. So the triangle is uh, <clears throat> live, laugh, love. Beautiful. Mm. Yes. Uh, if you, and it, so you got that triangle, but if you'll remember the 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 infamous dinner scene where we just uh, <laughs> we free all our emotions. How uncomfortable! How uncomfortable is Kenny? So, yeah, <laughs> in that scene, oh, the way they're sitting, none of them are opposite of each other, so their positions around the circle form a triangle. The triangle is for 
Uh, it's for the spirit, after you summon the spirit. It's like a beanbag chair for them. It's a place where they're supposed to go and hang out. That's their, that's their summon, uh, legit, it's their summoning zone. Yeah, it's a beanbag chair. You summon them, Why not and just, you summon them into the triangle. So, but you're like, here, rest on the beanbag chair. Uh, when you're in a beanbag chair, you can't get out of a beanbag chair. And you don't, Look, you, I like beanbag you don't want chairs spirits to get out of beanbag chairs. Yeah, I think Charlie got what was coming to her. I, so, I think Charlie, I have so much conflicted emotions about charlie number one charlie is never charlie right charlie's never charlie however payman doesn't know that it's payman right it's a classic uh, jackie chan who am i demon situation right classic, classic. jackie chan who am i situation now so payman charlie yeah i don't think she deserved to get her head knocked off on a on a roadside telephone pole. Well, I will part of the process. I, I, I will say, oh, Charlie is on the poster for this movie. Yeah. Charlie, Charlie. is the weird girl. You're like, this, something something's off. Something's going to go bad with her. And then she gets her head knocked off. And she had it coming. I, this is a rare moment where I truly did not expect that and had no idea what was going to yeah. happen in the rest of this movie. I paused the movie because I had to go run around a little bit and come back because I <laughs> just could, I couldn't handle it well. because I was so sad and confused and went, what has just happened? Yeah. Well, you should have known it was going to happen because we had a scrotum's head. Charlie took the scissors outside and took the, the kamikaze bird that hit the window in the classroom that she was in when she wasn't taking her quiz. She Charlie didn't do bush. that. Payman did that. It's the same person. Charlie is Payman, but for the sake of keeping things less confusing, we'll just keep calling her Charlie. Goes over to the bird, the bush, and just cuts the bird's head off with the scissors. There's a lot of imagery here of head being separated from the body. So let's say it's yeah. that's how the soul leaves, right? right? Consciousness. Mind leaves through the body. Right, the mind, the consciousness as separate from your robotic movements right whatever that vessel is so the whole movie is telling us like is like the consciousness of this isn't right it doesn't belong here and charlie and charlie's dolls none of the heads really match the bodies either what she creates so the whole imagery it's all symbolic of the consciousness is not where it's supposed to be i think a smarter uh, a smarter team of people could probably Make the case for this being like a good trans allegory. I mean, everything can be whatever you want to make it. But I'm not that. I can't do that. You know what but I, I think it's on I here? think it's there, though. I think it's there, you, too. You know I the can't do it either, though. You don't know the real terror of this movie? I don't remember what they call this type of design in the wall, but you know, like, going down the hallways and shit, they have that, like, nice, fancy, like, wooden thing going halfway up the wall with, like, the little grooves. What is it? Like, it's not wainscoting. Is that it? No, I don't know what it's called. Anyway, it's got all the indentions and grooves and all that shit. You know how much dust is going to settle on all those fucking surfaces that you're going to see. You're going to have to I mean, this is a rich family, so they have a maid, so I wouldn't are be they worried rich? about it. Made? You see that house? It's a nice heckin' house. It's a but nice it could be house, like fucking... but it's out in the middle of nowhere. It's actually, it's in Utah. Middle of nowhere. A hellscape yeah. land in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> no, it looked beautiful. Oh, it's gorgeous. That's no, a great house. Just in no, the I mean, of even nowhere. the surrounding, there's like a mountain. Well, that's why they picked that location. I think it's specifically because they found a cemetery in the snowy mountains or like that. And like, oh, yeah, that's a heckin' good spot. So, you know, look, 
you cut off a bird's head and then you wave at the random creepy lady. Well, we skipped over, which doesn't matter, but I want to call it out. Let's call out favorite symbol stuff about that, this movie. I think that's easier. The symbol carved into the light pole is the same symbol that's on grandma's necklace that she's wearing. Yeah, you'll see shit carved into all sorts of shit. Now, I don't think I noticed the symbol the first time I'd watched it, but I did make note of it this time around. And I'm like, ooh, like, again, having, having to watch this movie more critically uh, for this definitely showed me a lot more stuff. Like, did you realize the mom was waiting on the ceiling at some point? Yes. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, Not whoever, the first time. Yeah. Uh, Ryan, how much did you shit at that scene when Peter woke up and mom was already in the corner? She's there the whole time. The whole fucking time. <laughs> but but like, it's not, our, yeah, it's not announced, though, that she's there. He wakes up, she's, uh-huh. and she's there. It's very, it's very and dark. And depending on your brightness settings, Daniel, you oh, either okay. notice no. it or you don't. Now, the first time, <laughs> I didn't notice it. I saw her, the only, I noticed it when she Did you see her fly out of the room? Out of the room. room. <laughs> and I went, yeah. what the hell was, I'm um, so, we, we've got, we've gone full-blown Exorcist 3. All right. Yeah. Also, depending on your brightness settings, you might see a dong earlier than others. Oh, lots of old nudity. Now, my question is, how old do we have to get to where we just don't care? Oh, I already don't care. You want to see my dong right now? Only well, if we're summoning no. a demon. Oh, my, well, I, it is the demon. And these, uh, the smiling dong people, those are the same people that are at the funeral for the grandma. Yeah, she, that's why uh, the, the Tony Collette Annie was like, boy, she wouldn't even believe this many people showed up for her funeral. Crazy old strange grandma. Let's go to a grief circle. <laughs> yes, another grief. Now, is Joan in that grief circle the first time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I couldn't remember. And she loves Chachi. I can't. Joni loves Chachi. Jesus Christ, guys. I want to call her out, Ann Dodd. Dode. She's so she good. She's so good. But yeah. I pegged her as the hag she was immediately well she kind of well, plays that in everything oh does she ryan how how yeah. quickly were you good. yeah she's good how quickly were you thinking rosemary's baby on this ryan um okay so i guess i got from the very beginning i was like this is kind of like the book the dollhouse murders from the diorama that's my first thinking and then i got all right well this is i'm getting omen vibes just from the weird soundtrack that's focused on charlie and then I was getting Paranormal Activity 3 vibes at some point. I think that was when Joan showed up. Because I'm like, oh, it's a coven of fucking witches, isn't it? And Rosemary's Baby would have been much later. It would have been af- at some... Well, when would that have been? Whenever, whenever Annie's talking about her mom insisting on... F- oh, it's when I saw the diorama that depicts Grandma trying to breastfeed Charlie. Then I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, that's yeah, why you're her so, favorite. She put the devil in you. Yeah. So, like, to me, like, this movie mashed up. It was like Ari Aster, the, the, the writer-director here, was like, what if we took the lore of Paranormal Activity and made it a little better and then mashed it right up with Rosemary's Baby and then just... You know, went well, to town with that general idea. Ba- based on some of the interviews I read, this it's kind of like what you said, Kenny. This starts as a family drama about a tragedy that has occurred that just continues to destroy the family. And then he said, let's throw Rosemary's Baby on top of that. So, right. that, and that's, so that audiences would actually want to see this. 
Ooh, yeah. baby, we got a stew going. It's amazing how well that works, because from the way it sounds, like with the stuff I read as well, it almost makes it seem like it's just shoehorned in there, but it, I don't think it is. I think he took time to really layer that shit back in there and make a nice this flaky first movie, by dough. the way. His first movie, and but it's... this is insane. This guy came out with bangers. Ryan, wait till you watch the next one. Very, uh, next one, I would think, is a more difficult watch. Uh, it is, and as Daniel and I were discussing, Out of Pod is... It's not as universally loved. Not, I'm not going to say Hereditary, everyone loves Hereditary, but most people who love Hereditary. I've heard a lot of discourse on Midsummer where people were not fans. And I, they just don't like a good time. Okay, so Ken- we could do, we could do Midsummer in the future. Uh, Kenny, you got your book of demons, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So I've got my dictionary of demons. Beautiful, Daniel. You got your lesser key of Solomon somewhere, or you you you've, you wish. looked at I it. I put it. I put it on. I put it on my Amazon wish list. Beautiful. That's okay. where I got my book of demons. Amazon, bringing the demons home. I'm going to read you the description for Payman, and you're going to tell me the bits I made up, and the or that are not in there at all. You ready? Oh, God. Okay. The ninth spirit in order is Payment, a great king, very obedient to Lucifer, gets the devil Breckers every morning. I mean, now, I didn't I see s- the part about I Breckers. I say made up. Let's, I'll, I, I reworded things for modern English. I mean, he is definitely on I, Lucifer's jock. I don't detect any lies. He appears in the form um, of a man sitting on a camel with a blinged yeah. out crown on his head. <laughs> blinged out. The camel and the crown were mentioned. He, he has a great roaring vo- voice, and there are a bunch of musical ghosts which introduce Payman's arrival wherever he goes, like the OG Aladdin movie. Yeah, this is uh, so good. Yep. The summoner will not understand what Payman is saying unless you compel Payman to speak American and make sense. Which I thought was weird. Like, you can't understand the demon unless you tell they him, hey, that? just talk different. <laughs> talk talk just normal. Talk American. Yeah, exactly. The spirit can teach us about the arts, sciences, and other secret things. He can tell you about earth, wind, and water, and probably some psychology. I don't psychology. think he's going to teach you about arts. I don't think he's going to teach you about the arts. Uh, no, arts is definitely mentioned. I didn't really? hear about earth, wind, and fire, I, but... Earth, uh, earth wind, wind, and, and fire. fire. He loves yeah, them. Not he so does, much fire. He does have the, the mysteries as, as the nature of the earth, though. I took that to mean as, like, why is it here? Why are we all... Why does he know about earth? He's a demon. Um... The location of Demon the abyss don't live on Earth. and the origin of wind. So you're still you're you're okay. right in it he, with your summaries. He, yeah. he can teach you how to stand and deliver, how to bind other people to the summoner like followers on OnlyFans. Yeah, mm. with, with his own chains. Uh-huh, he can also uh-huh, help you uh-huh. network with other people who know a lot more than you do. Uh huh. Still good. Sure. Okay. But y- yeah. you got to show that respect and look towards the northwest. Because I'm telling you, fam, he is high up on that corporate ladder, and he has around 20,000 wage slaves doing the real work behind the scenes. Also true. You gotta think about, you gotta think about those people, they killed that deer, and then they dragged that deer in the middle of the road. So the question is- And then they probably sat in a bush nearby and watched. How many people are in a legion? Uh, the internet said 6,000. Yeah, how many people in a legion? Okay, because yeah, I was seeing like 25 legions potentially There's, was the oh, most I seen. We'll get there oh, in a second. Maybe it's 250. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. If you try calling this player to come over by yourself, you better be ready with snacks and plenty of them because he usually only rolls out with his entourage, Bebel and Abalam, and 150,000 other suckers, but they might not show up unless you ask them to be there. Yeah. 
And also... He doesn't always come with his little buddy, He so. doesn't always, but sometimes he does, and you better have the snacks. <laughs> sometimes he does. Gotta have the, the libations. <laughs> also, his symbol looks more like four people rowing a boat than a crown, but don't tell him that. Don't, don't tell him that. How'd I do? Yeah. No, a lot of that's there. Also, um, I'm pretty sure the gifts that Payman could bestow uh, pale to the internet. You think the internet's brought to us by Payman? I'm saying everything Payman could have given you is what you can get from YouTube. Well, I mean, a lot, now. A yeah, lot of the but... stuff that you have mentioned, but he's also... It's the equivalent of just being well-read or, you know, do, yeah. doing a lot of schooling. Well, I do see additionally, he is attributed with the power to cause visions, raise the dead, give familiars... And summon spirits in diverse forms. And they do mention familiars. He can further answer any questions about the past, present, or future, and he can make the magician fly. Yeah, the internet ain't gonna tell you about the future. Also, apparently, Chat specifically, GPT. Chat the GPA will. Yeah, GPT. You don't even know what you're saying. I don't. <laughs> He's hip. He knows. Uh, the angel <laughs> Haziel has the power to constrain him. Oh yes, that I angel. Just, uh, Yes, uh, and specifically, he is, as you mentioned, the Northwest. He is one of the four demons over a, di a cardinal direction, so he, he's got the West. Um, and apparently, he is equated with the fallen angel Azazel in the rabbinical lore. So I guess on the, the rabbi Jewish side, he would be equal to their Azazel. I guess it's not all one-to-one. -one. They have their own different names in their versions. All these demons I are getting co-opted in different grimoires or in different religions and then getting tweaked yeah. a little bit like in some of the stuff he's more feminine but then you get into the patriarchy and they make him a man wants to be a man don't we all but as far as like he's, it seems like he's more knowledge based whereas yeah it would be better to summon if you're gonna go from the bible uh mammon who's uh, the equivalent of wealth uh or there's another one who is this it is Oh, God, here we go. Clawneck, who is able to give Claw wealth neck? and take it away. Clawneck is in The Secrets of Solomon, the Grim... Uh, is that a K or a C? That's a C. Uh, C. Grimorium Verum. Check, yeah, all these books me, you're mentioning... Come at me. This, uh, this, this Dictionary of Demons cross-references. Sure. Which is pretty nice. It's pretty... Everyone, I recommend you go buy the Dictionary of Demons and just have it sitting around. Clawneck. Uh, ranked first in the hierarchy of demons serving under Duke Cyrak, which sounds like a Mortal Kombat character. It really does. He is greatly loved by Lucifer, and thus has Aww. a great many powers, mostly concerning wealth. Brings him breckers. For the, for, the, for the magician who works amicably with him, Klonek will reveal the location of hidden treasure and can also swiftly bring great riches to his master. He also gets like a paragraph. Pie Man gets like half a page. Uh, no, Pie Man gets a whole fucking page. <laughs> Pie Man really does. Like some of the uh, some of these other lesser demons are only getting uh, like a paragraph. But you know, yeah, you, you want to be the Pie Man. So look, Pie Man, if you want to just see a, a guy show up on a camel with a sick crown and have his cronies like play some horns, or if his cronies don't feel like playing horns, he'll just sing in his big ass voice. Then that's who you call the Pie Man. Nothing to lose your head over. Did you notice that in the picture in this movie, the depiction of Payman as he's riding the camel, uh, on his belt, he has three severed heads? Hmm. No. Okay. It's there. 
And so we got uh, Grandma gets her head cut off, Charlie gets her head cut off, and Annie gets her head cut off. That's true. I, I do That's have true. a question. Now, it seemed like Grandma did not intend for Annie to die, that she didn't actually have to die. <sighs> Grandma was conniving in so many ways. If Annie wasn't going to die, well, I guess maybe from that note, you might think that, like, oh, yeah, we'll be paid back. You'll get paid back all these riches for what we did. But I think they're just kind of implying, like, in an afterlife situation, like, maybe we'll come back, like, Force Ghost so powerful from the sacrifices we made the demon. Because I don't, I don't get the sense one way or the other that she either was or wasn't supposed to die. I don't think she gave a shit that yeah. she died, but I don't, she, think it was, I don't think it was part of the plan. It was just like, you're around this. There's a good chance you die. Whatever. Pie Man's coming. Ah, um, what else? We get... Gotta get the pie, man. We get... I think we get, like, three types of... Oh, God. Okay, there's a book called Natural Symbols by Mary Douglas, and she describes um, three different types of possession states. One is where the spirit has total control of the person, and and so it's a... um, What is it? Like an, an exorcist situation where... What was the name of the demon in Exorcist? Pazuzu. Pazuzu! It sounds like what's coming out of a kazoo. Like, if that had fully taken over Regan, that would have been uh, total control. Then the second one's like a medium ship where the spirit in, uh, comes into you and possesses you, but you still, uh, you're speaking, uh, the spirit can speak through you, basically. So that's kind of what happens with Annie when Charlie enters her body the first time and just starts speaking, but doesn't actually do anything. And then there's like a shamanistic one where you uh, summon the spirit and you get the spirit to do your, what, your own will, your own bidding. Hmm. And I thought that was interesting, so I shared it. Hmm. Well, all I got to say to you, Ryan. Oh, God, talk to me. We got a huge party, so bring your dick. I, I bring my dick to every party. That's the, kind of attached. That's the, uh, well, not every part stays attached in this movie. That's, that's the text that our, our, our baby boy Peter, the sweet Alex Wolf, gets. So he's ready to go party. And mom's like, look, no drinking. And he's like, we can't even get drinking stuff. We're underrated. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Okay? That's not an answer. That's bullshit. Yeah, we all know okay, that's not I'm, an answer. Look, I'm not going to drink. Look, I believe him. He's not going to drink. He's going to get fucking He's going to get banked. He's going to get straight zooted, yeah, bro. but you know what? See, uh, see if your sister wants to go. You take her with her. And then she's out there. Charlie, you're going to this party. I don't want to. Well, you're going. Yep, Peter, she wants to go. Like, this is your fault, Mom. You're just as bad as the grandma. This is real bad. I don't like this at all. Well, don't make her go. This is Mom trying to get the daughter to re-socialize. Because I imagine yeah. Grandma has been keeping her isolated. Isolated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's... Yeah. This, this, is, this is the demon that's going to bestow yeah. riches upon us. It's mine. Okay? So Mom is feeling... Uh, really guilty that grandma was doing all this parenting and she didn't get to do it. So now she's trying trying to step in and be the parent. So she wants Gotta Charlie to be socialized. And it's the act of doing that that gets ultimately kind of gets Charlie killed. Now, do you think the mother forcing no contact with Peter really like, yeah, shifted the whole plans like it could like Pyman could have been in Peter this whole time and just skipped the whole Charlie thing? I think it was I think. If there was co- if contact had been allowed yes. when she was pregnant, then I think uh, Grandma would have put the uh, payment into Peter. 
That was that right, would have been uh, absolutely the plan. Yeah, because Charlie says early on when she's being comforted by mom in the bed there about grandma dying is that grandma wishes I was a boy. Right. And it's just like, well, you already had a boy, though. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. No contact. So I, I wonder then that if maybe once she got pregnant, once Annie got pregnant the second time, if grandma f- came back into the picture before Charlie was born or before they knew the gender of Charlie. And so grandma thinking, oh, you've already had one boy. Odds are probably you'll have another one then. And that's why she put payment into Charlie, thinking Charlie was going to be, uh, be born a, a male. Mm, possibly. I think she's just taking any chance she got because she like the mother mentions her in her grief circle. Like, yeah, I let her back in. And then, yeah, and with the second baby, because I felt bad that I kept her out. And maybe you should have just kept her out. But that's neither here nor there. You know, it's fine. We went to a grief circle. Everything's fine. Look, we have a cameo in this movie. And I know it doesn't make sense because the movie it's cameoing from came out way after this. But we're at the party and Mysterious Daughter, which is now Creepy Daughter because she was doing things with dead animal parts earlier. Um... She spots the light from something in the dirt. It's well, floating around. <laughs> yeah, okay. Did you see that? Well, it's, it's in this movie, like, a lot. Yeah, that's the light from something in the dirt. I know it is. I know light. Can <laughs> <laughs> he put on his tinfoil hat? I know light, dude. Look, we gotta, let's get to this party. Let's, uh, let's go to this late night barbecue. Let's, uh, let's ignore the fact that Ghost Grandma was having a nice fire circle out in the yard before we go to the party. Well, and let's let's ignore no, that the... wasn't Ghost Grandma. Oh, that, that was one of the witches. Sorry, Ghost Witch. Oh, you think that was really someone go- down there and Annie That's just a... missed it? Yeah, yeah, that... yeah how did yeah. Annie miss a whole fucking fire circle? Because she's focused on the kid being out there in their fucking socks. I was going to say, Annie didn't miss the... F- no, that kid needs to take off those damn socks before they even get in my house. I, Charlie, I off with your head. A fucking dirty ass socks. I guess it could be a ghost. I never thought thought about it being a ghost. I well, just thought it was one of the one of the cult out there. Nobody else seen it. I, uh, that's kind of my thing. Oh, okay. Well, no one else is paying you know attention. What? Daniel, I think I'm going to say you're right that it is actually a cultist out there with a fire because the the scene in uh, when Peter is in class and the professor is talking about whether it's more tragic that the hero. If the hero has a choice or the hero doesn't have a choice. Doesn't. Right. Yeah, Which yeah, makes it right. more they were talking about? tragic. Yeah. And, it's there, and then they're mentioning. You, you do? Oh, what's that? I said, do you remember who they're talking about? Heracles? No. Definitely a Cles. No. There's it a was, Cles. Uh, it was Agamemnon. Ah. Agamemnon? That name always gets me. Agamemnon? Agamemnon. Agamemnon. He's one of the people from Iliad, right? Odyssey, uh, one of those things. Let's see here. Well, I posted a screenshot of his uh, family history because I thought it was appropriate. Agamemnon. Agamemnon. Oh, I can't do it. Agamemnon. His, uh, it's, uh, his family is, falls under the curse of the house of Atreus. So, Atreus. A- Ag- Atreus? Atreus. Uh, Agamemnon's family history Atreus, is rife with the misfortune. Atreus, the son of Kratos and god of war. Well, the way I look at it is... It doesn't seem like Ari mentions anything in his movie without there being some potential purpose. Right. So when I seen the cur- the curse on his family, uh, beginning with his great-grandfather Tantalus, who is in Zeus's favor until he tries to feed his son Pelops to the gods in order to test their omniscience. So he's that guy that tries to trick the gods into eating 
human flesh. I don't think you have to trick them. They'll do it. Yeah, I think they'll just do it. They're nasty. Uh, butts. He, uh, yeah, they do eat butts. Yeah, so he puts, basically, <laughs> though, it's, uh, yeah, eat the butts. This person at the head of the family put a curse down on the rest of their family with their actions. So I'm like, well, I guess that could be similar. You could line up with what the grandma did, even though, you know, she did it on purpose. Right. And, but, and also in that scene, they're talking about how the hero has, the, the writing is on the wall, I think maybe is what they say, but the hero is oblivious ah. to all the signs around him. And so, ah. and then when they ask Peter, what do you think? He literally goes, huh? All right, so uh-huh. he's just oblivious. So I can believe you, Daniel, if you say Annie is also oblivious to this other thing. That's because she's focused on Charlie in front of her and missing out on literally all the other signs. So I think if you look slightly out of frame of the camera at any moment, there's always a cultist just well, there's lurking definitely around, keeping watch. Breath. Uh, the first time we see yeah, Peter yeah, yeah. take a hit on that bong. Mm-hmm. So we already they're know always there. We, we, they're always there. They're always watching. Whoa. We're just not always showing them. Hi. And these motherfuckers ain't paying attention. I have good weed. These are good opening lines. If you guys ever need to pick up some chicks. Whoa, hi. I have good weed. Charlie, go eat some cake. Did the cultists show up there and put nuts in that cake? Are they showing up at every party just to drop nuts? It's fun to look at these movies and go back to thinking all the setup, like Daniel said, dragging the deer out there that the cultists have to do. Like, how many of those grief circles? So was uh, yeah, they're at, at well, how, every, every single, single one. one. So Joni She's just probably got sitting the lucky. in the parking lot, at least sitting in the parking lot, waiting to see yes. if she goes oh, in. No, the part, yeah. the, the time where they're just hanging out in the parking lot is when uh, the when Annie comes out of the craft store and Joan is also in the parking lot when Joan's all happy. Yeah, yeah, she, and, yeah, yeah. So, and that's the Kenny okay. Daniel issue of, well, how long was she just hanging out there pretending to put <laughs> things in the trunk of her car, hoping Annie it would show deeper. up? It goes deeper. So they, they obviously they know where Annie goes. So once they establish contact with one of the other things, they know to wait like at the shop and whatnot. But how many other places to handle your grief do they camp out? Are they sitting outside a liquor store? Are they sitting outside a church? Are they sitting outside, I don't know, a strip club? Maybe Annie likes to party. Like, how many of these places are they peppering to guess where she goes to deal with that big grief? Because obviously she's never gone to a grief circle before. Correct. But Payman somehow knows all, right? And so this isn't... So we're going to go with that? This isn't at this... the, The sacrificial lambs in this movie don't actually have choices to make. They just have roles to perform. They don't have a so, choice in what's going to happen. It's just going to happen. So by your logic, though, that means either before payment was put into Charlie and, and went all, who am I? Uh, <laughs> he, he conveyed uh, the playbook to the cultists, saying, no, they'll go here. You, you handle this. Because the way I look at it is ever since uh, Pie Man was put into Charlie, Pie Man's been out of commission until they can bring it all to the for- forefront. I think you can still speak to Pie Man. You just got to do it through ritual and ma- magic with a K. Mm, maybe. I like to think that, nope, Pie Man's out of commission for now. We got to go get the Pie Man. Okay, what's the playbook? What's the grief playbook? Sure. They probably pepper pepper all the places she already goes with like an advertisement for that grief circle, if I had to guess. But I don't think like- that the cult is responsible for the nuts and the cake, nor are they responsible for the deer on the, on the road, nor are they responsible for Peter's driving. That is just fate. That is like 
divine well, will. No, they have, because they have the symbol. I know the, symbol, the signal is on there, so it's like a it's like a magnetic it's a force. Magnet. It's an attraction. Yeah, but it's not that. Oh shit! Maybe what we didn't see was the deer accidentally ramming its head into the pole and then falling <laughs> down dead yeah. in the middle of the street. It was it was also rubbing its antlers on the thing, you know, like they like to do with trees and whatnot, and it carved the symbol. Now look, Peter has weed, but I want to hang out with Charlie because she's got cake, and she's getting that cake all up on her face. Oh, she does! I love are, it. People are making fun of her in the pot room because they're like, "Look, Charlie drew me last week. She made me look retarded, dropping a hard R, so she should have died probably." <laughs> and Charlie rolls in there like, "Hey, I can't breathe, dog. My throat feels like it's getting bigger." I just wanted to bring that up because later Peter has a, a weed panic attack and he says, my throat feels like it's getting bigger. And I feel real bad for Peter throughout a lot of this movie. He goes through a lot. Like Charlie got the quick easy exit, kind of. Then she got to come back as Charlie Pie Man in Peter, which is very confusing. She gets to be three people now. But also, OK, you guys, you guys remember the party, right? Oh, yes. You remember, remember Peter carrying Charlie out of the party? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Their car... Yeah, it's so sweet. Their car is parked right at the front steps. Like, they got the best parking. I'm thinking that. And then we pull out. There's no other cars there. How did all these other people get to the party? They were dropped off. Oh, hey, thanks, Mom, Dad. Drop me off at this party. Yeah. Uh, I won't be drinking. We got some pot, though, if you know what I mean. Don't worry. And then Peter driving, like, don't worry. We're going to get to the hospital. I feel like they're just driving home. He's like, I see the light. Uh, well, no, he's like, we're almost there. I'm looking. And they show the shot out in front of the car. There's no lights. They're not almost anywhere. Well, he's just, being re he's just being reassuring. Well, and he, he did take a big bong rip. And then <laughs> everything seems closer than it really is. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, Charlie really can't breathe. So she does the thing we were always told not to do as children. She hangs her upper half her body out the window of the car. Uh, Peter's driving. We get a big dead deer in the middle of the road. Peter swerves to the right, and Charlie's head makes contact with the massive pole that the shot lingered on earlier to show us the carving. And he slams on the brakes, and he's just sitting there. And we get to see his face, and it's it's going through emotions. His eyes are tearing up, and he's. It takes a good little bit of time before he's like, "Okay, are you okay?" And he kind of looks up in the rearview mirror. Looks up, doesn't look up, looks down. Yeah, looks back down. And then I love this. It's like, I tell him right now, I'm like, you know what, bud? You had a rough night. Let's just go home. Don't worry Wait, anybody he's about in, it. He's let's in get shock. You, let's get you a good night's rest. This. Let's just go home. Let's just go to bed. This is such a kid move. Such uh -huh. a kid thing you, to do. You, you have, but, you just broke something in the house you can't face up. You can't go tell mommy and daddy. So the best thing oh, yeah. to do is you just go to sleep. Well, I mean, how you do you start that conversation? <laughs> well, I don't know. It's great. Okay, so when Charlie's <laughs> head made contact with that pole, I, you know, I went, ah, and then I had my little hissy fit as I'm running around my house. But I didn't just from that shot. I it happened so fast. I didn't know she was decapitated. So when yeah. we get to the scene later where her head is just lying on the road covered in ants. I got hit with another shot because I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> not only did mommy have to go find your upper half of your body, I guess still in the car as a you know, fresh as a Missouri morning welcome. Your head is, this is just a, this is a series of unfortunate events is what this is. Lemony Plus, snicket, yeah. I'm willing to bet mom wasn't able to go get her balsa wood. 
that's that probably was, yeah, ruined her go balsa, balsa wood going adventure that day. Yeah, god damn it. So look, it's yeah, it's like it's like when your child breaks one of grandma's tchotchkes and she don't, they don't want to tell you, but on a bigger scale. But then Peter gets home, he gets out of the car, he goes inside, and you hear Annie telling uh, Steve, like, oh, thank God they're home. And I'm like, oh, no, they aren't. Well, you know, they're, they're yeah, kind of home. Like, oh, no. And he's, yeah, look, this is how you ask how you start that conversation. This is what you do. You walk into the bedroom. You go, Mom, Dad, had a bit of a whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, though. Hey, I don't want much, you to panic. How the attached were you to the, to the daughter? The car is fine. The car is fine. So if you're a property over human life like Kenny is, we're good. The car is the fine. Car is great. Nothing bad. I managed not to hit anything against the car. And the, the, I didn't hit the deer. The thing is, when you hear her screaming outside when she goes to the car, it's not because she's found Charlie's body in the back. It's because she's happy the car's okay. No, it's because he didn't fill the tank back up. Oh! Car's on E. Car's on E. <laughs> I said, now we got like mom like aggressively crying in the bedroom, dad trying to comfort her, uh, Peter just standing like he's about to just kill himself immediately in the hallway outside. Yeah. And I said, don't worry, Peter, you're still the favorite because now you're the only. You cannot be the favorite. Well, you, well, that's the thing. You're also the least favorite. That's that's how it goes. It's a double edged. I think blade, he's more you know? the least favorite than the favorite. But still the favorite. I liked now. I like that at the funeral. So there, as we're lowering the casket, oh, we, we, we do the cut. Oh, did you want to talk about this? Well, I was going to say my note was I love the camera oh, falling oh. down with the casket directly into the earth. Into the earth. Okay. The reason I like this is because it's continuing that diorama motif, uh-huh. which signifies these people are dolls. These people are playthings. This is a set that is being manipulated and moved around by an outside force. They still don't have, they don't have control of their act. They don't have agency. They don't have control. Which we should mention one of the opening shots into the house is the camera pulling into one of the dioramas, slowly getting closer and closer and closer. And it's a smooth transition into the actual house. I tried to pick out the moment it switches to not being... The diorama, I can't. I can't do Here's it either. Here's the thing, though. It, it could have been early on, because this whole house is a set piece uh, purposely because they wanted to be able to take the walls off of it to make oh, it cool. easy to do these transitions. So that's all the house. The whole thing is a set piece in Utah, because they did want to use that Utah setting. Uh, and so it, it just, it works. It works so fucking well because of that. Like, this, Ari, for this being his first movie, he... If, is there a term for getting deeper than balls deep? Um, Chin deep. Uh, you get so deep you go up your own ass, which is what I'm going to yeah, be doing this entire episode. Is, but I don't care. I love this movie. Someone pay, cared so much about the dialogue, cared so much about shot composition, foreshadowing, symbolisms, that, and they put it into this movie. I, good God, this might be my top five movies horror, horror movies all time all time so here here's my thing so far and we are bouncing around with this we're going in and out and that's fine it's a it's, a, it's an easy movie to talk about my thing with ari so i've seen his f- first two obviously Bo is afraid just came out sort of kind of sort of i don't know if we have access to that yet i haven't seen that yet hereditary and midsummer are 
both fantastic. They're both, they give you a lot to chew on. They, he has a distinct, like, feel to his movies. My concern is, like, he, he is very, he, he's feeling himself. And so far, he's hitting, but it makes me nervous because eventually you see some of these creative geniuses start to believe their own hype and maybe they get lazy. Think, uh. Are you saying the happening is a lazy endeavor? How you knew I was gonna go with Shyamalan? Um, I mean, I think Shyamalan started feeling himself and believing the hype, and we all started making jokes like, "Let's just start putting in twists because we—that's what we do, baby!" And they're all great, but they're not. So Shyamalan uh, has uh, the, his gimmick is the is the um, the twist in his movies. That's right. where he's coming from. Whereas Ari, there's not there's not a really there's not it's a not twist a, in no, this movie. It's all laid out. Right, there's no gimmick. There's no My gimmick. worry is the so, craft is exceptional. It'll get it'll get to a point. Well, I'm not saying it will. My worry is it'll get to a point to where you know other other people are going to start trying to imitate Ari. I'm worried that one of these days he's going to have something where he doesn't quite naturally feel it, so he's going to start to try to imitate himself. Now, the thing that makes me less concerned is apparently he's already got uh, it was like ten or twenty fully fleshed out scripts that he wants to shoot and one of the things that got tony collette on board with this movie was that all the dead animals uh well well she, she didn't want to do anything more uh heavy or dark but she read the script and it was amazing but she referred to ari aster as the most prepared director she's ever worked with and praised him for practically having the full movie already shot and edited in his head two years before they filmed the first scene. So I mean, that's, band, just a, that's just a director, right? Well, it, that, that's he, what yeah. it's supposed to be. Daniel, the implication for here, though, is Do you remember when there were Tony goblins at that worked. wedding? Right. Okay. Two years of goblins sitting in the head. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is like, you're, uh, you're worried about things that haven't happened, might not happen, and have no bearing on the quality of these first three movies. Well, it's the thing. It's like it's like Icarus. You know, these directors that hit it so good so early on, you worry like, are they going to have a fly too close to the sun? Are they going to come down? So it's I don't want it to happen. But it's like God. It's like the odds of him continuing to put out such bangers. I don't worry because it doesn't matter. Well, you know, it, in it the, doesn't in the matter scheme, because doesn't. Uh, you have control over nothing. He could have retired after the one movie. Everything is faded. This is true. Everything is destiny. Fate never changes. Halloween. Laurie Strode. There you go. Uh, There's a Halloween reference in this. It's the very opening. Movie. It's the. Uh, it's basically the scene with Peter in the classroom. It's almost parallel uh, with Laurie Strode and Halloween. Yeah, escaping fate, all that jazz. So we got. Except Laurie Strode is paying attention to what's happening around. Well, she's a good her. student. That's Peter's why on she's the not going to get possessed by some lesser Solomon demon. Okay, Daniel. She would get possessed by a ma- major. So now you yeah. say you say lesser. I think the pie man. Look, he's he's working his way up. Okay, he's bringing breckers. You don't say a lesser demon if you're bringing breckers. Nope. Mm. You become like BFFs. I like and forever means something in hell. Forever does. I like that after. So after all the funeral stuff, we got Annie who's choosing to grieve basically in the treehouse, which I think is supposed to represent the the uh, the essence, the spirit, the mind. We've got Steve, who's grieving in Charlie's bedroom, which is where the control and order 
is supposed to be because that's what he's representing and that's where you're supposed to sleep right you got peter who's off in his own room because he just can't deal with any of this shit and then we got all hail the king pigeon because the king pigeon is great so here's my issue with annie sleeping in the treehouse do you see how close both of those heaters are to her sleeping bag and her head well it's cold out there it's cold but that is too close those things are fucking hot she's got her skin will be melting at that point the sleeping bag will probably catch on fire this is her wanting to kill herself she specifically says i want to die well this no, is how she's trying to do it what you're not seeing is like so she falls asleep with them that close and then you little cultist creeps up the ladder and just moves them a little bit and maybe dials it down because like, like we need you we need you they are definitely there we need you no they're there i'm saying like but also mom's a wimp because charlie was raw dog in that winter she was going out there no heater did you see that the in Charlie's room, uh, the her her ceiling it's a triangle coming down, and then in the treehouse the ceiling is also a triangle coming down. So it's basically a mirror image showing like the the duality of Charlie Charlie as part of the family as Annie's daughter, but also Charlie as Payman separate out in the treehouse. Daniel, I love this movie. This is a th- this is a movie. Look at me, Daniel. Uh, Daniel, I should have I pointed out more random things like the clocks just to make Ryan think it also meant something. There, Sometimes Kenny, there is nothing in this movie triangles. that does not mean something. Okay, I'll even tell you, I'll give you this one. The scene where she is making the diorama of the accident and, uh-huh. and Steve walks in. If you look at it, the pole is like splitting the frame in half and Annie is on the left side of the frame and Steve is on the right, and the pole is literally dividing them so that Annie is living in this weird trauma world, and Steve is doing his best to try to be somewhere else. So they're not even coexisting in the same realm. Oh, yeah, no, that was 100% intentional. <laughs> but I, when we're talking the shape of the ceiling in this one room, and the shape, like, did you see the grass on the left side of the driveway and then the grass on the right side? Did, did you see the... In Joan's apartment, the second time Annie goes over and you have the, the triangle on the table and then you have the um, you have Charlie's figurines and a picture. I think it's of Peter and the way it is arranged. It is the exact you mean the third time. Is that the third time she goes over to the apartment? Because she doesn't oh, actually yes, get inside. Right. The yeah. camera shows us that first. The ti- second time is the seance. Yeah. The first time is just the third time. It's the camera out. shows us. Yeah. OK, from that one, the layout of those objects is repeated in the very final shot of the movie once Peter is now payment. Yep. Amazing. No, it's good. There is a lot of stuff that co- that connects, and that's, that's why I, when I was watching, I was like, oh, this is a dangerous movie to show Ryan. It's, it's going to be a problem, because you're going to see all the stuff, but I think you're going to see extra stuff, and we'll never know. And that's hilarious. I love it. You love it. Daniel loves it. Okay, let's t- let's. I don't think any of these characters have a choice, and I don't think they could have changed anything. However, there are two instances where let's speculate. First one, the the Annie doing the séance at home. She's a medium now. She is a medium now. If she had not done that séance, would the family been okay? No. Well, yes. No. Uh, yes, for now, but I think they would have got it at some point. She obviously did not watch Deadstream. Did I not. Don't did read not listen things. to Daniel. I don't understand because okay, so 
a couple of the time. Okay, Joni's popping up more. Joni's a lady she met at the grief circle and immediately tries to force a bond with her. She goes to Joni's apartment the first time because Joni gave her her number and said, you know, call me if you need anything after she's seen her sitting outside the grief hall after Charlie died. Uh, she goes over there. She's staring at the doormat with Joni's name on it. At first, we're thinking maybe she's staring at it because it's a really tacky looking fucking doormat thing. And then she's like, oh, hey, my mom used to embroider doormats just like that. And Joni's like, oh, yeah, isn't it so cute? Well, first red flag. It's like, hmm, what are the odds? Well, guess what? Joni is part of the cult. Joni, new mom. We're going to find pictures of Joni and mom together in a scrapbook, a, a photo album of, uh, you know, grandma, dead grandma's stuff. The second time we run into Joni's outside the hardware store where we're probably picking up more balsa, because that's the only wood I'll use. And she's like, no, I'm happy now. Look, I know you're not going to believe me, but I, I, I did a, I was at a group seance thing, and there was a, a neuroscientist there, and you could tell his mind was blown. So now you know it's the real deal. So you know what? Look, hey, I understand. I wouldn't have believed it, but come over with me. Let's let's use a glass instead of uh, a Ouija board and a, uh, fuck, what do they call the, a planchette? Planchette. We're just going to use a glass. You politely put your hand on the glass. I'm going to get my grandson. He's going to move the glass. Look, he moved it. Now I'm going to pull out a chalkboard, which they, they straight up, it was a practical effect. They they had to get a magnet inside that piece of chalk and then use it on the board to get it to write, which they said was a pain in the ass to get it to write normal with a magnet in it. But uh, oh, I imagine they, they do that and set her up like, look, okay, hey, if you want to do this yourself, you take this. You got to read these words. I don't know what language it is, okay, but you got to read it. And then you can just, you can, you can summon them, but you got to have your whole family there. It's very important. They're all there. Peter needs to be there. So we further isolate, like Steve doesn't have to be there for this. Peter is the only thing necessary. Steve is just collateral damage. And so she gets there and it's 1.45 in the morning, this woman wakes up. Oh, Steve I wrote that Peter. down she too, needs Kenny. To die. It's the witching 145. hour. <laughs> it's the witching hour. Yeah, 1.45. Any... I'd say any time between one and maybe three, three in three, the morning, three, if you're waking me up, yeah, you're going to die. At one point when she's leaving Joan's apartment, the camera focuses on the apartment across the hall, and it's the number 222. Does that mean anything? I think it was 202. Two zero, it means, what does that mean? Something? I, well, I don't you know. multiply that by three. Because the camera focused on it for some reason. If you multiply that by three and add 60... Which is how old Annie is. She's 60. <laughs> no, that's how old Joan is. She's 60. That's 666, Daniel. Look, don't worry about it, okay? We are gonna... We're gonna have a little family seance at fucking 2 in the morning. And look, look, please, 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 Steve. <laughs> please. Please, 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 my sweet Steve, baby boy. This. Steve, look, I've always loved you. I love you so much. You're the love of my life, Steve. You're the love of my life. Please. I love Balsa more than you, but Peter Peter's over there. Peter's like, yeah, man. I just want I just want you to love me, so I'm in. Let's do it. I just <laughs> I laughed as well, me. Daniel. When it, he said, Yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll do it. Like, huh, Peter, this, is, this is after we had our dinner scene already where mom basically her face is changed the rage. Oh, by the way, I like Steve putting her in her place where she's like, I'm making dinner. He's like, I made dinner. I came here to get your ass, okay? Ooh, stand up for yourself, Steve. Real man of the house. Um, mom tears into Peter because Peter's like, you need to say something, mom, because she's over there making faces and scoffing at Peter after he's complimenting the dinner. And she's like, you're over there sneering at me. He's like, bitch, you stared at me. What do you have? What? Peter's just over there trying to live. 
And it's like, it's basically they're saying, yeah, it's your fault. Nobody wants to take the blame. And then Peter's like, what about you, mom? You made Charlie go. Ah, how dare you? And then, so that happened earlier. So now Peter and mom, uh, it's a little rough, but Peter's ready to get back on board with this instantly because he just wants to be loved. That's 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 the reason. That's why I went back to that scene. Also, it's an amazing scene and we probably shouldn't have just brushed over it. Um, that's where she should have won the award, I think. So we're just we're doing the same thing. Put your hand on the glass. Well, how the fuck did that happen? Uh, Steve's like, or Steve's like, I'm not a fan of this. We pull out uh, Charlie Pie Man's little drawing journal. Like, look, she's gonna draw. Charlie, can you draw in this? Steve's like, I'm not supporting this anymore. This is not healthy. And he's right. This isn't healthy. We should not be supporting this. And he's like, nope, I'm outie. Go to bed, Peter. Go to bed. No, 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 Pete, don't go, 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 go. I swear she did this earlier. Like, nah. Fuck off. Okay? Fuck off. Okay. Just fuck off. Okay. Uh, second, okay. second one is after Peter gets possessed and bashes his face into his desk a couple times. Classic. It, Classic. And dad has to go pick him up and driving. And before he, the, he's going, almost drives to an intersection on a red light. So he has to stop. And so we're at an intersection. Okay. So we're at a crossroads. And this is where he has a breakdown. He starts crying. He then chooses to drive Peter to the house when he could have literally taken him anywhere. So when does he make the phone call to Annie saying like, we're that's we're before. Done. Okay. Yeah, before this. So he'd already potentially decided to make the right decision. Yeah, and then he, went he back had told her he needs to protect his son. However, he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't know he's not doing it, but he brings Peter back to the house. So Anne, Annie screws him all over by having a seance. She didn't have to do that. And Steve gets Peter, you know, by at the crossroads choosing to go to the wrong place so both parental units have an option have a choice maybe to make this have a different ending but they both choose i don't think they have the seance poorly. matters steve uh steve is just unlucky i guess in his choices quick quiz what is steve's uh, profession is, what does he do he's, he's he's a he's a stuffy office sitter stuffy he's op- some sort of a of a of a doctor but he not like a doctor office. doctor, but like a brain doctor. But like a psychologist, oh, maybe a like psychiatrist. A yeah, I think he's he a psychologist. Did you, did you know there's blown. like a... There's, th- this movie was originally like three hours long? Yes, but it was just more uh, character dialogue, like the family dialogue. That was I think cut. I read like in some... Either it was a draft or version of this where Steve is Annie's either psychologist or associated with her treatment way back in the day like after her brother had committed suicide and that's how they met mm-hmm. yeah something I, oh, those we lines. did mention the brother suicide uh yeah um that was their first attempt at getting pie man pie, pie man in yes because was so the brother she mentions in her grief circle thing is that uh annie's brother killed himself and blamed their mother for putting people inside of him which is like oh well that's not great and as far as the uh the the Annie and Steve marriage that could be believable. We were never really given their ages, but in reality, Tony Collette is like 22 years younger than uh, Gabriel Byrne who played Steve. Sure. So that if they wanted to play that off as the characters, yeah, that, that that's totally believable. Okay. I'm going to say one more head up my ass thing and then, and then we'll let it be. It's, we know <laughs> that Annie 
sleepwalks, or had sleptwalk back in the day, and uh, during uh-huh. one sleepwalking episode, she woke up in Peter and Charlie's room where they sh- when they shared a room together, and had doused them with paint thinner, doused herself with paint thinner, and had a lit match in her hand before Peter screamed at her and she woke up and she put the match out. So, in that instance, it is Annie's subconscious that knows what is going on and that she needs to end this by just setting everybody up, just killing them all. Otherwise, it's not going to end. But she herself doesn't know it, so it's like that closed attic in the diorama that's closed off to you. It's her subconscious that knows what's really going up. The subconscious has read the script, knows what's going to happen, is like, no, set it on fire. But by that logic, potentially the subconscious gets on board at some point because then she sleepwalks in there and tries to pull Peter's head off herself when she gets behind the bed and starts pulling on his head. Think you don't that think happened. that actually see you don't think that actually happened. She does Because uh, there's no way doesn't. to get behind the bed. That was my thoughts. Unless she just got under it and then hooked her arms yeah, up there. That and leverage doing is all it. weird. She'd have to be in the wall. It's so weird. Which she could be. This is her house, man. She do she do what she want. It's okay. Uh, she had that weird dream though where she Slept, like it's very weird a weird dream where she sleepwalks into peter's room and then peter's the one who's waking up and they have this conversation oh she's where, like i never wanted another child oh i never no, wanted uh, to have yeah, you ooh, yeah i tried yeah, to, yeah. i tried to kill you as a baby ooh, or as a fetus ooh, ooh. <laughs> it's like why why well i was scared i didn't feel like a mother then why she pressured me i tried to have a miscarriage i'm glad it didn't work you tried to kill me i love you and then she's on fire and then she wakes up. So that's that's very very uh, interesting. It's fun. I like the idea of her trying all these things uh, to to get rid of the fetus and grandma's pro- working behind the scenes to make sure it stays. It's like one of those. Uh, it's like um, Kung Fu Hustle, where like when the lady's trying to like throw herself on the ground, the the owner lady, and like they're he's running around catching her each time. Yeah, so, it's like, just like Kung Fu well, Hustle. Well, no, no, no. So like. Annie tries to throw herself down the stairs and grandma slides out of nowhere with like a fucking pillow and puts it down below her stomach. Yeah. And she tries to, I don't know, use a clothes hanger and then grandma replaces all the hangers with plastic ones or something. With gummy worms. Gummy worms. Classic gummy worm hangers. It's just all this like shenanigans like, let's play off the the grandma flashback movie. It's just a comedy. And like Pie Man sitting in the corner like just like, oh, you... I'd watch that. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Try and get me to stop that. Stop watching that. You can't, because I'll keep watching till the end when it's canceled, probably before it concludes its first season. Look, during the seance, I forgot to mention Steve shuts it down after Annie gets possessed by Charlie Paimon. Payman? Ah. Which is sometimes spelled Payman. He uh he he's like squirt he squirts her. He throws water on her face. A little squirter. Saves the day. Get a little cover in water. That's fine. I thought that was funny. It's squirt all over. It's good. <laughs> Don't worry about it. It's look. There's what if instead of like a glass of water, you had like a super soaker. That's what I'm saying. You just have. I'm gonna have one prepared. I had one last night when I tried to do a seance. It didn't work because I think maybe it's because I use a plastic cup. And I don't think they like. I don't think they appreciated that. No, they don't like modern technology. They would have preferred a wood chalice, maybe. Yeah, and we got creepy lady again hanging out on the other side of the schoolyard, and she's, I think it was Joan this time, she's over there trying to expel Peter 
you know, from his own body. Peter, I expel you. Xantony, Dagdony, Imperagon. Peter, get out! Peter's having a you rough know. time. That's, so is Paymon. So is Paymon. Payman? Pyman. He, he's a dude Payman. and he wants a dude's body. And we look, we find Grandma's book of invocations while Peter's getting possessed at school. We see that Joni loves Chachi and Joni loves Grandma. We see more weird light. We see a shh. We, uh, we, uh, look. Oh, man. There's, that light is Paymon. The light is Paymon, yes. The light is Paymon. Who keeps okay. lighting all these candles? Right, candles and just leaving everywhere. them lit in the attic. Yeah, dangerous. Uh, we forgot to mention that Grandma's uh, gravesite was tampered within the first week, and we find out why, because Grandma's body's in the attic. Steve thinks Annie's having a mental breakdown, and she's doing all this, that she dug up Grandma. I mean, she is having a mental breakdown. But what if the whole thing is in her head, and this whole thing, she murders her family, and this is just her vision of the last thing, like, there was no demon, she just fucking killed everybody. You could play that off. This whole thing was a lie to us. It could have been an unreliable narrator. No. Peter wakes up from a bad dream. Mom is immediately up in the corner above the bed. It is a fantastic shot. He's like, oh, what the fuck? What the fuck? We see mom skitter across the wall out of the room like a little wall bug. Yeah. And I'm like, Peter gets up and I'm like, Peter, just shut your door, bud. Go back to bed. But then we hear banging things. Piano tips over. Peter's walking down the hall. He shuts another door. I'm just like, you shut your own door. I was like, Peter, maybe just leave, bud. Gets down there. Piano's fucked up. We see the diorama dollhouse. And I'm like, Peter smells something delicious. That's what's up. He goes around the corner. <laughs> he sees <laughs> dad smells who's like burned cooking. to a crisp. Yeah. Because dad, uh, Annie asked Steve to burn the drawing book of Charlie's because she's like, this will destroy it. I tried to do it. I almost set myself on fire. I need you to do it. Proceeds to dump paint thinner on the book. And I'm like, this got all over dad, too. Maybe dad doesn't. But whatever. We dad throws the book in there in a fit of rage. Oh no, Charlie! Oh no, Annie. He throws, doesn't. He refuses yeah, to throw the book. the book in. And then across the room, Steve catches on fire. And the look on his face—I think that's a weird doll or something they're burning because the face looks kind of fake. Like, ah, that was funny. So Dad's burnt to a crisp on the floor. Peter thinks it smells delicious. We get the camera slowly moving around the room a little bit, and now Mom is up in a higher corner above peter loves those corners and it's so good it works just as well the second time and then there's a naked dude old dude just in a doorway and it's the same dude from the funeral who was smiling at charlie it was smiling jack smiling jack and then mom is like okay i'm done waiting pops out in front of peter and we do a chase peter's running back upstairs and he gets chased right to the attic uh stairs ladder thing Goes right up there. Mom shuts the thing. Peter locks it. And I'm thinking, Peter, but you didn't even shut it. So I don't think she's trying to get you. She's the one who shut it. Mom's you hear the pounding on it. Yeah. And you're like, oh, she, she's pounding on it. But then the camera pulls that back and you just see her fucking slamming her head against bam, it bam, over bam, and over bam, and over bam, and over. Bam, 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 bam. It is such a good shot. Oh, my God. Now, so many candles. Again, mine would be scented. I feel like Daniel's would be scented. Absolutely. Especially with dead grandma in the attic and we got a picture of peter and his eyes are gone well, grandma's not up there anymore ah uh, yes the we, dust we seen grandma, grandma earlier there. grandma's dust and then the picture of, of peter with his eyes out or lying in the middle there and we see a big window and i'm like just use the window bud just we, just we all know window. you're going out the window yeah so now look yeah mom's out there getting in a rhythm with her head She's like oh yeah 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 
and then we get uh, we get surrounded by more old naked people, and that's when Peter like see, he sees old tips, he sees old tits, and he sees old ass, and that's when he's like, nope, fuck this shit, and he does a sick dive out the window. No, you're you're missing something, bud. What? Well, I was I was kind of breezing through it. What I what I skip over? The most important thing. Mi- so go ahead, Daniel. Yeah, hit me. He hears a noise. It's like what? What did you describe that noise as? It's like shook, shook, shook. I don't know. What's the noise for when you saw your own head off with piano wire? Yeah, mom is in, up floating in the air. Just got to get floss in that neck. You know, you know, there's a piece of meat that's just stuck on that bone <laughs> in my throat. That's what I fuck. I fucked up my note there when I said, yeah, get in a rhythm. I thought I was talking about her pounding her head on the door. No, that was when, she, okay, she saw him back and forth and it's like a jaggedy motion at first, but then she starts to get in a rhythm and it's going quick, 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 quick. So yeah, she's floating up there, does a heckin' good saw with the piano wire, and it's an iconic shot from the movie. I, my head was just putting it in the treehouse for some reason. And, and then he yeah. jumps out the window. Yeah, I still think it's because of the old, old tips. And then tits you and hear the, the, the noise accelerate, and then you hear it stop, and then there's a thud. Drop. Yeah, it's brilliant. And you see a, sh- a shadow going over Peter's still body. Well, that is, that's Peter leaving. Peter's I gone. Thought that, I thought that at first... But I don't think it is. I think it's the shadow of mom floating over him. I think I, Peter... I think that's the shadow... I, I think that's Annie's body floating yeah, as well. I, I, I was on page with you at first, Dale, but then I, I, okay. I went back. But then the light, though, does go down to Peter. Yeah, Paymon goes in him, yeah. So now they're kind of duality. Peter, Peter, I think, is still slightly in there. Uh, and I think he always will be. So Payman Charlie now is... Payman Charlie Peter is now walking towards the treehouse and goes in the treehouse because the light is on again, which I loved earlier the first time the mom goes in the treehouse and turns on the heaters. You see the light reflecting in Peter's eyes because his room, his window faces it, so it's got the red in his eyes from that. That's a great shot. We, we go up there, and I'm thinking immediately, first off, it's cold. Put some clothes on. Dead dog on the way there, and there's too much weight in this treehouse. Someone needs to quit ringing these damn bells. There's a sick statue. It's got Charlie's head on it. Charlie's, Charlie's head, head on it. There- with the crown. With the crown. For some reason, I put... Oh, yeah, I put down multiple Peters in this room because we got Peter and then all the dicks. We got a picture that says Queen... Uh, Leah? Whatever the grandma's name last was. Last name. Her last Leah. name, yeah. Like yeah, Liana Leah. or something. And then they take the crown off the weird statue and put it on Peter. I'm like, King Peter, who now looks like Jughead with that crown. And then Joan. And then, then Peter talks, but it's Charlie talking. And it's like... Don't worry, Charlie, you are Pie Man, and you're now in your new body, and we'll get it all figured out. So now you're confused. First, you're confused because you're a Pie Man in Charlie's body, and you didn't know you were Pie Man. But now well, you're. And he, Pie Man doesn't want to be in a girl body. Lady. He, wants to be a he, like, yeah. he likes dudes. Likes dudes. Who doesn't? So now Charlie Pie Man gets put into Peter, and now Hail Pie Man, happy ending song, but it's not such a happy ending because Pie Man didn't realize now, next day, he has to get a job. I think he just looks confused because the first thing he's going to say is, you know, you could have just got everything I'm about to tell you. It's on YouTube. All you had to do is watch YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, Yeah. back when I existed, you know, before electricity, before the written word, back, you know, back in those times, yeah, I could really have helped you out. But now, 
Man, I mean, nah. you just watch Mr. Well, Beast. He'll, he'll show you what to do, or you know, I don't know. This is a cult of all middle-aged people. They can't work the internet. This is that's, the, that's why they're all old. But they the don't boomers. know. That's why he has power. Here's the thing: they also didn't think of because they need to give us a montage here of them training Pie Man to be Pie Man again because he's still just Charlie. He's like it's Charlie, and she's confused as shit. Like, well, where's uh, it's Peter? I think he'll get. She'll get over. I think the only reason that. Charlie was the way Charlie was before is because she wasn't the intended vessel. She, well, it's because it's Pie Man and he's confused because he's in the wrong body. Right. She wasn't the intended vessel. But here's the thing. But now that Pie Man's in the right body, it's a trans allegory. I can't do it. It's weird, though. Somebody they, can do it. They put Pie Man into Peter's body now, but Pie Man is still very much Charlie. It's still so Charlie. It's like, well, Char- Pie, Pie Man is Charlie. Yes. Right. There is no Charlie. But there is no, right. there is is no payment. Yeah, payment, pay, the payment Charlie confusion thing still persists now, maybe because they fucked Here up. Here we so go. Now we got payment, a nature versus nurture. What is it right now? Settle it. Right. So can payment be payment Without ev- if with, he doesn't if, remember how to be if payment? It wasn't, if he was never yeah, taught to be payment, or it's always going to be Charlie. Oh. So it's your it's I your think they really screwed the up this situation. ritual, guys. I think they if, really yeah, should have rethought them too this. Many, took yeah. them too many jumps. If uh, if Damien hadn't been groomed by the surrounding demons and worshippers, would he have ever grown to be the Damien that we know from this Omen series? He had a chance to be good. <laughs> he was born of a jackal. Yeah, yeah well, that ain't right. That ain't right. If you think right. about it. If you think about it. Look, Ryan, um, I want, did you even like this movie? I'm, I know I'm writing high on this. I'm seriously <laughs> going to have to calm down, but then reflect. Do I like if I whether or not I like this more than the original Exorcist? Because they both oh. they both present family dramas, uh, families falling apart, and a supernatural uh-huh. element. I th- it's cl- right now it's really close. Um, as far as like how it lingers with you a little bit, I I I would uh, give them like I'd say they're on par for that element. But as far as like enjoyability for me watching as a movie, this one has some big moments, but it's uh, it's a little long still for me. There's a couple moments where I feel like it, it drags a little bit versus The Exorcist. I've I've never been bored. I feel the, the opposite. And I, I can see that. Like, I could see people definitely saying The Exorcist drags. And I think, yeah, points. I think The Exorcist drags a little bit, but this did it, not. I, I think it just kind of depends on when you like were introduced to The Exorcist and what you've seen and whatnot. Like, I I grew up on The Exorcist. Like, that I, one's always I been... I don't think that works, because I'm the same. Well, you also suck. For me, this movie is up there with Rosemary's Baby, The Omen, The Wicker Man, The Exorcist. It, it's, it's one of... I think this is a required viewing. It's, it's good. It's something, though, I can't watch a lot. This is why it's only the third time I've watched it, and it's been out since 2018, because it's, it, it weighs on you. This isn't a comfort watch I me mean, there are some dark you know messed up movies i can watch like on repeat because they just kind of soothe me this movie doesn't soothe me it it eats at you yes in a, in a good way it's oh it's i it's a damn good movie i love this movie there's a lot to chew on but even if you're not coming into it to chew on all the little you know bits here and there which you gotta at least be paying attention to seeing the symbols pop up because it makes it so much more fun but even without taking into all the extra shit in this movie just straight up it's it's fun it's shocking it it gets the it gets the scares right i mean the mom in the corner the the head sawing off like 
old man dick. That's all terrifying. It, it knows when to escalate, and once once it escalated, it just kept ramping up, ramping up, ramping up until until the very the very end, where it gives you a what the fuck moment, and then the movie mm-hmm. ends. Yeah, perfect. He cares about his scares. Like these are not just thrown in jump scares or like that. They put a lot of thought into them and how they played off. Like I, I look, I love jump scares as well, but they can be they're also they can be used cheaply as well. They're not in this. Nothing in this movie comes cheaply. Like everything is worked for and it I feel like everything pays off. You feel like you, you could take out the horror elements, you'd feel the real family drama, and that's part of the horror because well, for me anyway, like that shit like makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> Like, I don't need to be around that. Like, go grieve quietly by yourself. <laughs> yeah. How many times... I don't need to hear... When watching this movie, how do you... How many times do you be like, yeah, Steve, I've been in this... I've been right there with you, Steve. Oh, God. Crazy people just t- yelling at each other. Steve. I, I'm, I am Steve. I am Steve. The whole world. I, I am Steve to the whole world. I'm the whole world, Steve. You guys need to stop. Just fucking stop. Okay, I just want to make a nice dinner. I made dinner. You didn't make dinner. <laughs> just fucking stop. I don't want to talk. Grandma died. Charlie died. Let's just move on. You want a new Charlie? We can go do a new Charlie. <laughs> we can do a new I don't Charlie. Care. Just I don't, stop. Just, mm. just stop. Also, uh, a couple of the words on the walls uh, I wrote down. Let's see. Uh, I'll tell you what they mean. Okay. Pandemonium. I, I didn't. I didn't do that one. Um, which one? Liftoach? I didn't do either of those. Oh, well, li- well but that's Liftoach. open the gates of hell or something, right? Yes. Yeah, Liftoach, Liftoach is to open. Pandemonium, Pandemonium is, open is hell. for all demons. Open chaos, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There was, and uh, chaos what some of the other? Yeah. Satany, which is a necromancy thing, bring the dead oh, the- back. Dagdany and Paragon, that was what she was yelling at Peter. Zazos, that's what Crowley, uh, used to summon the demon Chiron's on obviously we all know this at any point in time did either of you yell you mustn't read from the book because <laughs> i did <laughs> also i made a joke when she was talking about mediums that i only deal with extra large myself it's a good joke yeah it's a good I, joke I have, for i'm full of good jokes a meaty boy like you i am a meaty boy so any uh anything else anyone wants to say i recommend watching midsummer if you want more ari aster you want just more like movies that kind of keep you hey, filled you with like dread? Movies, you like movies about grief? Oh, yeah. Well, uh, do you like look. movies about grief, but it's encapsulated in paranormal activity so that you can watch it? Otherwise, you would not be able to watch it. Mm. That might be the problem yeah, with the next movie. <laughs> Go watch The Witch. If you want something more lighter, but you want Spookum's Maybe watch family. The Witch with like a... Like a like a script so that you know what everyone is saying. It is a little thick. Go watch the Paranormal Activity series if you want family cult business, but a little lighter on your on uh, your watch soul. Watch the the wailing. Go the wailing. That that'll linger with you. Go watch Rosemary's Baby. Do not read the sequel to Rosemary's Baby because it's fucking awful and it ruins everything. So spare yourself from that. The book is also the first uh, Rosemary's Baby book is also good. Go watch. The um, you can watch the original, but I I kind of think I prefer the remake of uh, Suspiria. Ryan, if you haven't watched it yet, you don't get to judge. It's a banger. Um, any other recommendations? Yeah, go support your local mom and pop occult bookstore. They need it. 
because their 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 frequent customers end up just all dying at once. At they some always point. either like vanish mysteriously, die mysteriously. Yes, it's never it's never good. Yes. Okay. One last chance to get something in there. Anyone got anything? Ryan, anything else? Recommendation? No. Get you a book on demons. <laughs> I don't care which one. Okay. Yeah. Get you go, a book on demons. Go get the lesser key of Solomon. Uh, I personally have. The Names of the Damned, The Dictionary of Demons by Michelle Bellinger, which cross-references a lot of the bigger books, and it's nice. The demons are listed in alphabetical order throughout the book. We got pictures. Are there pictures? Oh, oh that book pictures. looks amazing. We got, yeah. We've got, uh, I, I just happen to have one with a, a titty demon. But, uh, yes, no, this book is amazing. I got recommended it by an uh, author named Richard Cadry. He uses it for all his research. Because he had a book series called Sandman Slim that had a lot to do with hell. So anytime we do a movie that has demons in it, I go there and I, I read that, like with the Best Friends Exorcism. Persona! You know, yeah, I read our guy from that. It's all good. But, um, well, 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 well. As always, I've been your I made dinner host, <laughs> Kenny. They're thinking really hard, folks. <laughs> no, I just I want to have to wait for Daniel because he always goes first I've before me. Been your awkward family dinner, Daniel. I've been that boy in class who takes out his cell phone and starts filming the other kid bashing his face into the desk, Ryan. Oh. That happened in that scene. In case you missed it. Anything for the TikTok? We film everything now. Don't worry about it. Ah, uh, sorry, you're all depressed now. We'll see you tomorrow. All right, look, look to the northwest. <laughs> Bye.